Hi, I'm Sam. Hey, it's Koemi. And this is Fall Risk. Listeners, we're back in the Skydive Midwest podcast studio after a very, very lovely Saturday uh, full of skydiving. Um, lots of training happening. Um, there's three teams here this weekend that are training for the upcoming Nationals, um, which is happening in Rayford, North Carolina uh, throughout the month of September. Uh, canopy piloting events started on the 1st, so competition is officially underway. And if you want to follow along with any of that, you can visit the In Time Scoring website. That's I-N-T-I-M-E-S-C-O-R-I-N-G, intimescoring.com. And if you click on the Meets tab at the very top of the screen, you'll be able to sort through all the options to find the USPA Nationals competition. So take a look at that if you're, if you're interested in following along. Uh, that being said... Today, I am sitting down with one of the very competitors that will be off to nationals shortly here to compete uh, in some four-way FS. Yeah? Yeah? <laughs> today, yeah. today, we're hearing from the very lovely Koemi Valencia. Hello. Hi. How are you? Good. Fabulous. How was your day today? It was good. You did uh, quite a bit of training drums today, yeah. yesterday. How many? Getting ready for nationals. Uh, we did six today. Ooh. Seven yesterday. Okay. Yep. What um what uh, uh category are you guys um competing in? We're doing four way FS intermediate. Intermediate, yeah. yeah. Okay, that's important to note. In- intermediate. Um, cool. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that a little later. But um, you feeling up to like chatting a little bit about you know yourself? Heck yeah, fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> After like a, tra- a whole training weekend, fantastic. <laughs> um, so the way these things normally go, um, we talk a little bit about your origin story, about how you got started in skydiving, like what uh, drop zone you started on, like how old you were, how many jumps you've accumulated since then, like tunnel time estimate, if you know that answer, you know that kind of stuff. So uh, whenever you're ready, take it away. Like when did you start skydiving? Where was it? Sure. Yeah, I started skydiving here at Skydive Midwest. Okay. Um, I did my tandem in August of 2020. Okay. And then um, from there, obviously landed and was like, how Mm -hmm. do I get to do this again? (laughs) And um, I actually went on my tandem with Kazu. I'll never forget. It was very memorable. Um, He also did my Cat C. (laughs) (laughs) Two very memorable jumps for me. Um, And then went through my student progression. And then I got licensed in September of 2021. Okay. So I kind of did my tandem towards the tail end of the season. Okay. Um, got a few jumps in. I think I got maybe seven in and then started again in May. Um, got injured, not skydiving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Put me out for most of the season. I was so determined to get my license that I came yeah. back end of the season in 2021 and just cranked out all the rest of my student jumps and, and nice. got licensed then. That's yeah. awesome. How many um, or how old were you at the time, I guess? 29 I was like how old am I now count backwards yeah. I like that um how many jumps have you accumulated since then um I'm right around 270 something that's pretty good <laughs> right now have a majority yeah. of them been this year um a uh, hundred of those have been this year I think I've, I'm a little over maybe 115 this year that's pretty impressive um I got did 100 jumps after I, I or 150 after I got mm-hmm. my license mm-hmm. I continue to jump over the winter yeah. obviously we okay. can't jump here in the Midwest in the winter, so I went south mm-hmm. and west and west. And visited a bunch of drop zones cool. and as a newbie and <laughs> met a lot of people, learned a lot of things, and then came back ready to start the season in 2022. Okay. 
Cool. Yeah. Cool. cool. Um, do you know how much tunnel time you have under your belt? I do. I log my tunnel time. Yeah. Or at least I started logging it once I <laughs> started uh, my student progression. I have a little over 20 hours. Nice. How much, uh, like, what do you do primarily with that time? Is it mostly belly or is it other things? These days, yes. It's mostly <laughs> belly, a lot of four-way in the tunnel, or a lot of one-on-one FS coaching um, okay. that I do in between team training camps just because I'm the rookie on the team and I want to level up yeah <laughs> um have you done anything else in the tunnel though like any other types of flying like have you dipped your toes in anything yeah I was working towards free flying kind of the standard I fly progression that the mm-hmm. instructors will have you do um and then once I joined the team <laughs> that kind of changed mm-hmm. um I was talking to one of our coaches um on the team and I was like hey here's the budget I have I still go to the tunnel as much as I can afford mm-hmm. in this budget and I'm still working on free flying like was planning on continuing Mm -hmm. that progression and he's like well you should probably reallocate that money towards (laughs) four-way nfs so that's what happened so i kind of put that on pause but i was at a point where i was close to sit flying um just working on belly to back transitions and that kind of stuff okay cool cool um do you have ratings do you have a coach rating yet or no i don't have any ratings yet. okay are you gonna do that any time at any point yeah, I'm interested in getting my coach rating maybe next year. Um, it's not a priority this year, to be honest. I don't know where I find the time to slip in coach jumps and mm-hmm. next year's TBD too. Um, but I want to. I eventually want to do it. Okay. Um, that just feels like a lot of pressure right yeah. now. So no, fair enough. Kind of pausing on that. Fair enough. What made you want to get into skydiving in general? Like when you first started, when you first did your 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 first. I mean, so did you did you do a tandem or was it a it was a tandem? Yeah. With Kazu, I did. Yeah? yeah, I did a tandem. So after that tandem, what made you want to continue on? Get your uh, license? That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> the adrenaline. Um, who knows? Because when I did my tandem, I mean, even when I even thought about skydiving, mm-hmm. it was a it was to me just a bucket list item. There wasn't a sense of urgency to do it. Yeah. I actually spent a lot of time around people in the tunnel, which is actually how I ended up getting into skydiving even. Mm-hmm. There's pictures of me, you know, 18 years old at like SDC as an example. Like, <laughs> yeah. So I kind of been around it. But to me, skydiving was just like, oh, you cross it off a bucket list. So there was never the sense of urgency. And then once... I did the jump and I still didn't know what skydiving really entailed. I was like, oh, that's great. Like, I was like, do I do another tandem? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, how do I get to experience this again? Yeah. Um, and then that's when the student program was introduced to me. And that's when I got in the license progression. And then as I continued on, once you get licensed, it's like, whoa, there's this whole world. Like, this is an actual true sport. There's all these yeah. disciplines. It, you can compete if you want to. It's just... It was fascinating to me. I didn't know any of that, you know, Mm -hmm. doing my first tandem. But it was as I continued, you know, I would spend a lot of time here at the DZ, you know, never trust the weather, right? Yeah. So I would spend a lot of time here. And even on the days where I couldn't jump as a student, I was just a little sponge, like interested (laughs) in all the info I could get, talking to any instructors, any fun jumpers. And the more I talked to people, the more I just learned about this plethora of Mm -hmm disciplines and fun things that sounded fun anyways yeah um and that's kind of what took off I guess and kind of what really got me going and coming back okay interesting (laughs) um what was your first AFF jump like do you remember my first 
AFF jump, uh, do we mean ATP? Oh, you did ATP. Yeah, okay. we did ATP. So your first solo skydive then. That's right. You're here. Of course. Yeah. Duh, <laughs> Duh Sam. You work here. Uh, yeah. Uh, your first solo skydive. First solo skydive was my cat C, also with Kazu. Mm. Um, very nervous. I was very nervous. So, so before we go into this, for anyone that's listening to this and is a little confused, Koemi had like a fair amount of tunnel time under her belt by the time she... No? So how did they move you on to Cat C right away then? I didn't. I did um, my funzy tandem, I'll call it. Yeah. And then I did my two ATP tandems and okay. then I went and did my Cat C. Okay. All right. Yeah. Never mind. All right. Continue on. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, so you asked how was it? Yeah. Um, I was a nervous Nelly. I was the student that would read all of the part of the sim that aligned to the student <laughs> book that they give you here you at Skydive Midwest. You're such a nerd. <laughs> totally. <Right>. Um <laughs> I have other nerd-like stories of people making fun of me here. It's great. Um, in jest, of course. But um, so I just, you know, studied my ass off on whatever I could. And mm-hmm. then came, um, Kazu prepped me really well. We went through EPs, et cetera. Your cat C, of course, is your first jump with yep. your own parachute, right? Over yeah. on your back and over your head. So I was super nervous, did it. Uh, the video's great. I'm just a still little... <laughs> still little you because I'm so bendy in the sky mm-hmm. um and then I landed and what's really funny is I landed and I was so grateful to be on the ground I was like yes I did it I stood laying down and I actually started taking like, <laughs> my, my harness off in the landing area because so I didn't excited. know any better yeah. my heart was racing so much and then, you know, Kazu, our, our, our SNTA, starts, like, sees me. And because yeah. I didn't stand up, they're like, oh, my God, is something wrong with her? Mm-hmm. So he comes out to the landing area. And I'm, like, halfway out. And he's like, what are you doing? <laughs> I wanted it off. And that's when I learned that if you're not injured, you stand up right stand away. Up right away yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's how it went. It was cool. great. Cool. <laughs> it's always fun to hear that story, especially like some people remember them, some people don't. Like it's always fun to hear that story because you don't get asked about it, you know. But it's like one of those formative core memories for you, you know. It's great. Totally. What do you like to do outside of skydiving and flying? Kind of hobbies question. are you into? Um, if you asked me this question a couple years ago, probably before I started skydiving, <laughs> I would say I'd love to play music. Yeah. Um, but I don't think it's fair to say that I play those instruments anymore because it's been a minute since I did. But um, the occasional time that I'll dabble mm-hmm. in instruments, um, I have a clarinet, a piano, and a drum kit at home. Okay. So the drum kit was something that I picked up as an adult. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one that I'll bang on every now and then. Mm-hmm. And then I like to keep plants alive. Or okay. That's my way of saying I like to garden, but yeah. it's an experiment every time. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. And um, I like to make candles. Okay. And I would say those are probably the most that take up my time I guess outside of okay. skydiving these days Anyways, all right yeah okay um I was told you're also super into trash tv yeah that's according to your true. boyfriend yep yeah. very true <laughs> she's like it's my like, guilty pleasure like, okay tv <laughs> <laughs> is it like reality shows or what yeah is it? Okay. reality shows what's your favorite reality show <sighs> you know if I were to ask my mom this it would be one of the housewife shows or I, it would be uh, the the uh, above deck or below deck. Oh yeah, whatever yeah, that. Yeah. Whatever that. I don't watch that one, but <laughs> I am a, like I am a fan of the Housewives. It's my guilty <laughs> pleasure stuff because I can turn it on and then just do whatever. Yeah. 
I want to do. So it's kind of like mindless TV. So I'm not yeah. really paying attention the whole time. Fair. And quite frankly, it's really hard to pay attention to like three episodes of people getting upset about someone spilling their coffee. Yeah, no, that's fair. <laughs> like the level of drama there is is so ridiculous Ugh. that it's like, wow, you guys must have a lot of time and You're a lot right. of. I'm gonna be generous and say resources. <laughs> there, there has to be there has to be like a rating system in there. Like you, you if you throw a tantrum you're going to get better ratings than somebody else on the show. Like, there has to be something like that. Uh, yeah, all I know is my mom puts it on when I'm whenever I'm home, and uh, I'm like, Mom, I'm losing I'm losing brain cells watching this. Like, can yeah. we turn it, please? Yeah. Please. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's fun. Trash TV. I'm going to try true. that, though, while I'm doing other things. I'm so bad at sitting still and just doing one thing. I can't – I I have found that since COVID hit – like I cannot go to the movie theater and just sit and watch a movie like and be comfortable sitting f- watching a two hour long movie. I am like fidgeting or like looking at my phone. I'm one of those people yep. in the movie theater. Like I I cannot sit still. So maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll put on some trash TV in the background. And, uh, <laughs> you know, while I'm working, while I'm drawing or painting or working on the podcast or something. I don't know. I think it's for that reason that I probably air quotes like it because I I think adults just generally we all struggle with this at this point just because of the advent of technology and social media like our attention spans are just not what they used Mm -hmm. to be but I struggle like that resonates a lot with me because I struggle with like watching a movie at home yeah uh, like a two-hour movie, I'm yeah. either taking a nap or end up yeah. on my phone. I'm like, or... I'm like crocheting or like knitting or I'm like painting. I'm drawing or doing something while this t- like while the thing is playing in the background. Yeah. Um, ha- my favorite, I think the one the one I've just gotten into, I just started watching it was is Wicked Tuna. I think that constitutes reality TV show. Yeah? I haven't heard of it. Wicked Tuna? <laughs> what? <laughs> no. Um, what I'm just about... picturing a giant scary no. fish. Um, <laughs> What is the what is the uh, wicked crab? Is it wicked crab? The crab the crab fishing boats, right? Um, like the wizard and like they have like the big boats up in like the Alaska and they're no oh my god no but uh, it sounds like something so I got probably re- I got I got really in I think it's wicked crab I think that's what it's called and someone's like gonna hit me later and be like that's not what it's called it's called something else but it's on um it's on Disney Plus and so I started watching. The sequel version of it which is Wicked Tuna where they catch like the big tuna fish and then they bring it back in for like hundreds of dollars I don't know it's it's fun (laughs) it's also wild to see just how giant tuna fish are right I had no idea I didn't know that that's how they um how they um this is so off topic now this is not a skydiving uh, podcast anymore this is a fishing (laughs) (laughs) podcast um no like I guess they um they punch a hole into the tuna like after they catch it and they um they take out like a it's like they it's like they basically punch out like a little little hole of it and like they pull out like that much of the of the tuna I guess and they it's how they measure like its quality oh yeah yeah like they measure like the the quality of the meat i didn't know that that's how they did that. the way you're describing this reminds me of like coring an apple yes that's exactly <laughs> what it is it's like the, it's just like they're coring an apple only they're punching out like a piece of meat like on one of the one of the sides of the body and they're they're just looking it's really thin it looks like a um looks just like a like like maybe the width of your finger if like your pinky maybe like if that yeah just, i was why i saw it for the first time i was like oh that's weird <laughs> i don't know how they I didn't think about how they would do that, but that's not what I expected. <laughs> like, anyway, sorry. Moving on. We are not talking about fishing anymore. Cool. Trash TV. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> what do you enjoy the most about skydiving so far? Ooh. 
There's a few things that come to mind. Sure, lay them all um, There's what I feel like is like a never-ending level of education. Mm-hmm. And there's just always something to work towards. Yeah. And that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, even if you become a master in one discipline in your FS, okay, well, can you do VFS? Okay, mm-hmm. well, you want to done with that? You want to do canopy? I mean, just so many options. So that I love. Like, it's highly motivating for me, and it's yeah. exciting because it just keeps things fresh. It's almost, like, new, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's always something to learn. So there's that aspect of it. There's a big, what I would call a mindfulness aspect of it that I really like in skydiving. I'll say when I started skydiving and even through my student progression, like those two years were probably some of the hardest in my life. Mm-hmm. Like those were just pretty dark times. Yeah. But the drop zone was like a place of reprieve. It was where I would go. And even now, um, I have no choice but to be pr- fully present when I'm here. Yeah. So it doesn't matter what else is happening personally, professionally. When I'm here, I'm just fully here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I were. We're dirt diving before a jump. We're prepping our day. We're on the plane thinking about the jump. You're on the jump, right? Yeah. You land. You have to pack. So it's then you kind of repeat. So mm-hmm. there's no time to really think about the outside things. Yeah. And that's something that's been really, I think, special in that's a way cool. for me. And then I think the third and probably most important that truly keeps me coming back is the people. Like, I know you probably hear this all the time. Do you hear my eye roll, guys? (laughs) (laughs) you hear it? It was such a loud eye roll. No, uh, yeah. But it's, I don't know. It's, I mean, for someone who's, I guess, newer in the Mm -hmm. sport, I've never been surrounded with such a diverse set of people, right? Like, I, the way I'd like to describe it is like the sky just transcends any traditional boundaries that we have in society mm-hmm. that typically keep people divided. Yeah. So like it transcends your political views. It transcends different socioeconomic backgrounds, like all of that. You're mm-hmm. going on jumps with people who probably have very different views as yours. Perhaps they have very different values. Yeah. But because <clears throat> it's such a high risk activity, it's life <laughs> or death. Yeah. You look out for one another and that just creates a different bond. And that's incredible to me. Like, yeah. There's nowhere else in my life that I have that yeah. except for here. That's that's really well put. You're you're absolutely correct. That is probably the number one thing people talk about in terms of uh, like you know what their favorite thing about skydiving is. But that I don't think anybody has put it so eloquently. Uh, so thank you, <laughs> appreciate that. Um, yeah, that's that's a like really on the nose. Um, People have all talked about that, about how it's people from every different kind of background, every different type of lifestyle comes in, comes together. And like the trust that we build, you know, is next level. And you don't. And stop me if you've experienced this in another place in your life. But I have not experienced the same type of connection that I have had on the drop zone anywhere else in life. Like, I went to college for four years. I was in a small town in Wisconsin for, you know, most of my childhood. Uh, I have traveled for work. I have gone, you know, like there's, I've worked in several different areas too. So like dog training, illustration, like I've, I've done lots of different things, but I have never made the same type of connections that I do with skydivers. Yeah. Like, same. It's wild same I think I think you're I think you're on to something with the um the statement that it's like what did you say it wasn't trust what did what was the word you used you used uh 
looking out for each other like you have yeah. to you have to look out for each other right it's it's a yeah. different level of I mean you use the word trust but it is it's a different yeah. level of having someone's back when I'm under a canopy or I'm in free fall mm-hmm. it's not just about me yeah and yeah you think the sky is a big place but we're all relatively close to each other right yeah. like I am looking out for my buddy who's also might be landing at the same mm-hmm. time and I'm going to take an inner lane so they can take an outer and land safely. Yeah. Or, you know, God forbid my buddy gets injured that I'm jumping with. Like, I'm going to pull for them, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's just a different... And that's probably why the, the trust gets built yeah. faster and it's stronger. I mean, I think we build trust in a lot of different ways that we're not even conscious of on the drop zone, right? Like, we're trusting the person that's sitting behind us in that's the plane yep. to not fuck with our gear right and not not mess up our gear or if they do they'll let us know you know like they're not just gonna leave it you know like a random stranger would or uh getting out of the plane we're trusting that someone's not gonna shove you out the door or like smash you into the you know what i mean like injure you getting out of the plane so we're gonna we're those are just like really random ones that i'm just like going through right now but in addition to being in the sky, like you're trusting that people are looking out for you that are like people see you, right? You're tr- you're trying to tr- put some trust in them. Um, I know what we're told is like, just assume no one sees you, right? So like do what you got to do. But at the same time, like there's a level of trust, like, yeah, this person sees me, they're going to do the right thing. They're not going to shaft me on this or I'm not going to shaft them, you know, whatever. Um, same thing on jumps, right? You're trusting that people are going to follow the dive flow. You're gonna, you're, you're trusting that people aren't going to do something silly that's going to injure anybody, right? Um, but not only that, like if you mess up, you're trusting that people are going to like tell you in a way that's conducive to learning and is are not going to just tell you you're a piece of shit. Like if you turned or merged without <laughs> uh, using your blinker on the on the freeway like I I know in certain situations in life you would make mistakes like that and people would just lose their fucking mind like (laughs) left and right right like and we deal with way more stressful situations here in a much calmer and controlled demeanor than anywhere else I've seen I've also seen us fly off the handle like Scott never fly (laughs) off the fucking handle over small things too as well don't get me wrong (laughs) you get a mixing pot like a melting pot of everything but um yeah it's it's interesting it's interesting to think about yeah I think there's a lot of power in that yeah I like that uh on the other end of the spectrum though what is your least favorite thing about skydiving so far is there one um Someone farting in the plane ride up. Fair. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, I mean, if that's your least favorite thing about Scott. Ever. We're doing pretty good, <laughs> huh? I mean, I haven't seen too many. There's been two that I've come across, and they haven't been local here mm-hmm. um, visitors. But I've seen some, some, hmm, how do I describe this? Yeah. How the word you- that comes to mind is an ego, yeah. which we all have them, to mm-hmm. be fair. Uh, but it's more like an ego that put a lot of people around them at risk, yeah. unnecessary risk. Yep. Um, and that, to me, is just, it's scary. Yeah. Um, you know, I was on a, it was one I think, one that comes to mind is a canopy course, and there was a... A visiting jumper and we're super welcoming here mm-hmm. um and they were just doing all kinds of things that shouldn't yeah. have been done and patterns there's other canopies their gear was so out of date their lines mm-hmm. were you know yeah coming apart basically just mm-hmm. no 
no f's given right yep. was, and and that kind of thing is a big turn off mm-hmm. <laughs> like i don't want to be in the sky with folks that are that, that reckless yeah that don't care about other people right yeah right what kind of skydiving do you like to do so far what's the best what's the most fun where do you have the most fun right now i am living and breathing four way mm-hmm. <laughs> so i freaking love it i just i do yeah i want to get better i want to be a contender i want to be good enough to be on records mm-hmm. um so i plan on doing lots of big way camps over the winter nice um but I do. I love it. I, you know, towards the end of the season last year, I mean, I've been looking for a team. I was looking for a team for quite a long time. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, even when there was, you know, Lord organizers here, it'd be like, can we just do four-way? Can we just do four-way? <laughs> so I do live and breathe that right now. Um, and I think once I feel like, air quotes, I've conquered it in some way, shape or form, mm-hmm. um, I'll probably move on and continue to try and free fly, kind of pick that back up. Okay. I do intend to pick that back up, at least in the tunnel Someday. in the winter. Someday, way out there in the future. Yeah. <laughs> when I'm awfully low. No. <laughs> you can only sing 30 seconds of anything before I get hit for copyright infringement, so don't, <laughs> don't, don't, don't do that. <laughs> or trademark. I can't remember what it is. It's one of those. It's infringing something. All right. Um, what is the coolie- coolest, maybe gnarliest, uh, craziest guy have you been a part of to date? Coolest, gnarliest. What's your favorite jump you've been a part of today? Favorite jump. I mean, something that was really memorable that I was honored to be a part of was two of my teammates got engaged, and I was invited (laughs) to be on that jump. And I was on that jump, too. You were. (laughs) (laughs) And I was the least experienced on that jump, so I was just nervous about fucking up their proposal. Um, but I was no. also really worried about it. I was like, just don't go low, don't go low, don't go low. <laughs> yep, same. I had just two missions. I was like, leave the plane on the time, exit on the right count, and make it to the formation. Yeah. Done and done. Um, but that one was pretty memorable. That was really cool. I've never been a part of anything like that, so mm-hmm. I felt really, really honored to to be able to do that. Gnarly. <laughs> I mean, I've had... I mean... My first canopy course, I almost ran into a building, so <gasps> that was really gnarly. Oh, no. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I didn't. Okay. Um, I did not run into the building. Yeah. Uh, learned a really great lesson, yeah. and I happened to be on a canopy course during that jump, so mm-hmm. it was timely. Um, I was actually at, in Houston jumping. Okay. And I maybe had 30 jumps mm-hmm. <laughs> under my belt, or a little over 30. I was like, oh, great. Be licensed canopy course. Let's go. Jumps were going good. And then, um, again, I'm not local there. Mm-hmm. And I see the rest of the students in this course uh, changing their pattern. I'm like, what the hell's going on? Mm-hmm. And then my going through my head is WTF, WTF, which I've learned is not the right thing to go through your head. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's what should I, should I do now? Yep. <laughs> Lesson learned. Um, yeah, I landed about maybe 30 feet from like spectator bleachers and then obviously right behind that yeah. was a piece of the hanger so Oof. I headed there and the s is looking at me and he walks up and my heart is just pumping out of my <laughs> chest I'm on the verge of tears already yeah. and he runs up and he I could sense all of this I'm sure and he knew I was on the canopy course and he goes how fast is your heart racing right now <laughs> And I was like, it's really fast. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, good. He was like, 
this is a good time to make this mistake. Chris will debrief with you. Yeah. And that's what he said, which I really appreciated. And then uh, the, the instructor that was uh, teaching the canopy course, we were debriefing and I was just on the verge of like tears in that mm-hmm. debrief room with, with everyone. And we went through it and he kind of just gave me a hug afterwards. He was like, you don't need to beat yourself up over this. Like mm-hmm. mistakes happen. You're learning from it. Mm-hmm. And it was just, I'll never forget that. Yeah. Shout out to Chris Fadala. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Chris. Uh, yeah. Yeah, man, I, it sounds like they handled that really well for you, you know, like that they, they did all the right things in the right order. Yeah. <coughs> oh God, down the wrong pipe. You all right? Yeah. Go up your nose. <coughs> Trying to laugh, cough, say something while you're drinking water. I'm back, I'm back. Okay. You sure? <laughs> you yes. can take a minute if you need it. <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah, man, uh, everyone has those. I think I think the important thing to keep in mind when you have experiences like that is everyone around you has experienced something like that to maybe it wasn't exactly that same situation but I would bet money they can pull at least two or three different instances where it was that caliber of intensity you know where they had that reaction like that intense reaction um I think that's a really good example of like um how you should treat a student in that situation you know 100%. Um, back in the day it would have been like shaking your finger and be like you fucking idiot right but like now it's it's I think we've evolved as a group of people in terms of what how we approach teaching moments you know um what the standard is I guess you know yeah, uh totally. so that's kind of nice that's good um well thank you for sharing that I know that those are not easy <laughs> stories to share I've got my fair share of things like that too under my belt that I still don't like talking about so thank you appreciate that um let's talk belly team though belly. let's talk about that we talked about what you're competing in it uh in this year for anyone that forgot about it from the beginning of this episode what are you competing in this year I will be competing in four-way yeah. FS, and then we'll also be doing eight-way FS. Ooh, is the whole team doing eight-way? Yes. Fantastic. We'll all be What's the team name? For four-way, we yeah. are Uprising, Skydive mm-hmm. Midwest Uprising. We are mm-hmm. representing our local DZ. Yay! And then eight-way TBD. TBD, Okay. That's the official name, or you guys? Just no, that's to, to be determined. Okay. <laughs> okay. I was like, oh, wait, really? Because uh, it'll that? be, you know. <laughs> Usually that's how eight-way goes, right? Okay. You kind of pick up some folks. So yeah. we have some people that have expressed interest, and mm-hmm. so we'll kind of confirm that. But okay. we haven't done any formal training or anything. We're just going to do it for fun. Cool. With that'll some be, friends. That'll be awesome. Yeah. Uh, who's all on the team this year? Uprising is a new team, new lineup. Um, mm-hmm. It's myself, uh, Dan. Kajewski. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> um, Heather Culver and then Max McParlin. Yeah. And then your cameraman. And Joshua and McNall. Josh McNall. Mr. Josh McNall. Um, yeah, so I had uh, Dan and Heather on for a double episode a while ago. But at the time, like, they had just started talking. Like, they didn't want to release any details about what was going on. But they didn't – We you didn't have a team name at that point. So it was like, we didn't talk about it. But anyway, uh, that's pretty cool. Good group of kids. They're awesome. Yeah? I feel very lucky to have them as teammates. Some of my favorite people in the drop zone to be real. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. I feel honored to be part of those so, favorite people. So- <laughs> <laughs> and yes, I'm just automatically looping myself You're in, in there. there. Uh, Dan, one thing, one funny thing about Dan is that Dan hit the tunnel so hard before he got into belly, like before he was on uh, Cinnamon Roll Fight Club. And he he was like us, a proficient uh, 
zip flyer in the tunnel too like he was I didn't know that oh yeah he can zip fly man like, that's like, awesome he never does it anymore <laughs> but uh he he was one of my uh students in the tunnel that i took from like belly to to free flying like he was he came in like once a week sometimes twice a week for like 15 minutes at a time um when he first started skydiving and he he hit free flying really hard like that's really, gotta really be hard. cool yeah. And then to see you guys both now where yeah. you are and here. It's, and pretty, it's pretty rad. That's gotta um, be cool. I did a little bit with Heather. Heather wasn't as involved in in uh, for, um, tunnel flying to begin with. Not, not like she is now. Um, but we, we worked a lot on belly and back with Heather. Yeah. Yeah. They have, they have some free flying background, <laughs> which is great because now they're on belly teams. It's awesome. Yeah. It's so, so funny. It's so funny to hear like should, people's backgrounds in that. <laughs> fantastic anyway love you dan love you heather (laughs) uh is this your first official team that you've ever been on this is and this will also be my very first nationals that's exciting i am how's it excited i was just i am i am exciting i'm exciting uh how's it going so far how's the how's the whole training for the summer going how's how's that been it's been great um we've actually been training since january so we had quite a few tunnel camps okay um and then we transitioned to the sky once the season started here and we've been training out here we've done about i want to say close to 100 jumps together as a team um it's been really good i mean it's it's really awesome to see our progression. Yeah. I think that's also something that's just great about competing in skydiving mm-hmm. because it's very tangible. You can see very tangible progression versus mm-hmm. if you're only fun jumping, sometimes it's a little harder to see that. Yeah, sure, you're going to – you're still going to advance your skill set, of course, but it's very easy to watch videos yeah. from our first training camp to now uh, when I couldn't even you know keep my arms out in front of me <laughs> consistently. <laughs> Night and day um, difference, huh? Or you know, blocks that – terrified me in the tunnel (laughs) and in the sky and just they're my favorite now Mm -hmm. um it's really cool to see that but overall things have been great I was actually just reflecting I actually told my teammates this today earlier today I'm like man I've learned so much from them like I've just learned so much from them in a lot of different ways but um one of my asks of them or even it was a concern like finding a team was like okay I if I'm joining this team and I'm I'm the rookie on the team, I'm I'm the least experienced, I've least amount of jumps mm-hmm. and I have no competition experience. They've all have competition experience and have all meddled. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so there's a certain level of like pressure that I have on myself and uh almost I feel almost like imposter syndrome, right? I'm like, yeah. Oh little me, like, oh, what am I doing here? Am I good enough for this? Right? That's little insecurity voice, you know. Mm-hmm. Um but I told them today that I was just like, man, I'm really grateful that I that you guys are just so generous. I'll never forget. Like, there's these little mini core memories, like one of those blocks that I was struggling with. Mm-hmm. And uh, for any belly flyers out there, it's the 22. And it was just it terrified me. You know, we were learning those in the tunnel and I'm taking uh, I'm doing a burble hop over my teammates head from a side body so you Mm -hmm. have no you know forward movement or anything and when I was learning them for the first time in the tunnel I'm like potato chipping over I'm like I'm gonna break my neck (laughs) I'm just gonna run into this wall yeah so I was terrified of them and so like there was one moment where we're and they we were you know setting up for for the 22 and I'm taking that side body 
and Heather is directly across from me. And she's looking at me and I see her and she has this giant smile on her face and she's nodding her head up and down. She's like, you got this, girl. You got this. And I take a giant deep breath and then I go. Um, But it's stuff like that. There's just a different there's just an awesome level of support on this team. Um, And they've been really patient with me for things like that when they know that I'm scared or Mm -hmm. things I'm struggling with. Or if they see something, we come down from a jump. They're like, hey, I love the feedback. Like, give me the feedback. Tell me. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, I want to be better. Mm-hmm. And we're only going to be as good as the weakest link on the team. And right now, that's me. It hopefully won't be that way for long. No. Um, so, yeah, it's been really, really great. All right. Cool. How did you come to be on this team? I knew that I wanted to join a team at around 40 jumps. Okay. So when I was skydiving, when I just got my license over mm-hmm. the off season here over the winter... I went to a lot of, well, not a lot, but I went to a few of like newbie events, which I also highly recommend to any newbies listening to this. Um, Paris Fresh Meat was one of them as an example. And at each drop zone, same as what I did as a student when I was here, I would just talk to people. I was curious of kind of the questions that you're asking, honestly. Mm -hmm. Um, I was curious about what people do, how they got started, Um, And I started talking to more and more folks that compete. And there's a lot of people that compete in this sport. And so as I kept talking to them, I would ask, oh, when did you join a team? And as I started learning about the disciplines, I was like, okay, well, I kind of thought about things. And I was like, here's my progression here. It's going to be a minute before I'm, you know, free flying Mm -hmm. (laughs) out the door, right? Yeah. Um, I And I say this in correlation I'm, I'm prefacing this disclaimer right in terms of like swooping right but I'm not going to be that level of a canopy pilot anytime soon mm-hmm. and so where do I want to focus my skill set right now and grow it and I was like belly I don't I don't want to be the the free flyer extraordinaire that skips all the fundamental belly stuff and mm-hmm. then tries to go and get their AFFI rating and can't because yeah they kind of just jumped into the cool stuff yep air quotes right so I was like okay well I want to become a really proficient I want to become really proficient on my belly Mm -hmm. um and then when I learned that you can compete in that (laughs) I was like what that sounds so cool um I used to compete in other areas actually more artistic stuff Mm -hmm. but I I love that it's motivating to me like I I want to do well and I have something to work towards Mm -hmm. um in competition that's you goals it's easy it's easier to measure those yeah um and so I was talking to uh Ron on Dallas Disturbance actually a 16 way team and it was then that I was I was like when did you join a team and he was like oh I would join a team at like 40 jumps and I was like I'm at 40 jumps (laughs) (laughs) and then there was someone else I talked to and they were like I joined a team at 80 jumps and I was like all right I want to join a belly team and then from there I would just talk to anyone who would listen to me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Then the mission became, okay, how do I find a team? Mm -hmm. Um, Actually, I'm skipping a piece in there. But yeah, the mission became, how do I, how do I find a team? And I would just talk to any competitors, et cetera. And then I found Dan and Heather. (laughs) Heather, Dan and Max. Um, They were training out here at Skydive Midwest last year. Mm Mm-hmm. Again, I knew I wanted to join a team. I was on the hunt. Um, and they were training out here. And I saw them. And I was just sparked up. Oh, hey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Again, if you would listen, I would talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> I 
And I was like, hey, you know, oh, are you guys on a team? And, you know, just kind of was curious. And I was like, oh, I really want to join a belly team. Um, I'm looking <laughs> for a team. That's so cool. I asked them when they joined a the team how many mm-hmm. jumps they had. And they shared that they were all around 100. And at that time when I asked, I was around that number. Mm-hmm. And I was like, see, I could do this. Like, I could <laughs> definitely do this, right? Um, and so then uh, Heather and I actually connected on Facebook. So we yeah. became friends on social. I think I gave one of their other teammates my number because he was like, oh, like, do you normally fly a certain position or something or mm-hmm. slot? Excuse me. And I was like, well, I mean, I fly a lot of point, generally speaking, because I'm just a tinier human. So usually that's where the LO will put mm-hmm. me in. And then from there, winter rolled around and I got a DM from Heather and she's like, hey, are you still looking <laughs> for a team? And I was like, yes. Do you know anyone? Yep. And the rest is history. There you go. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. That is uh, that's super cool. So they reached out to you. Yeah, yeah. From and, and just from that small interaction when they were here, yeah, which is pretty rad. Um, I will say they did share after the fact um, that they were talking to Gorka because obviously their old <laughs> Dan's old teammate is now yeah. on next. Yeah, and I guess they jokingly were like, "Okay, Gorka, well then if you stole Brian, then you have to yeah. help us find a replacement." And I guess Gorka had a couple people in mind, and I was one of those. So oh, cool. it kind of I think was like, "Oh, we already met her," and Max says that I was bleeding four-way <laughs> so I clearly I was a young little uh ray of four-way sunshine yeah. uh and they caught the vibe <laughs> got it cool and so here we are and yeah here we, here are. we are that's awesome uh how do you feel about competing at a national level How's I'm that feel? pumped yeah I'm super excited it'll be my first nationals I'm a little nervous, but I try not to sit. I'm going to stop saying that I'm nervous because <laughs> <laughs> then I'll get too much of my head about things. Mm-hmm. But I'm really excited. I'm excited to experience it. I'm excited to be there with the energy of fellow competitors. Um, we actually flew with uh, some of the folks on CSC Constellation in the mm-hmm. tunnel a couple weeks ago, which was fun. It was nice to just like link up with another team. Yeah. Um, so... What do you want your biggest takeaway to be from this nationals? Because I know all like all of your other teammates have been nationals at one point or another. Um, what do you personally though? Like I know I know the team wants to win. I know they want a podium. I know that that's their goal. Yeah, but we like, would like what, that. Like personally, like what's your takeaway? What do you want to get out of this? I mean, truthfully, like doing it is alone going to be I feel mm-hmm. like an accomplishment. Like yay, got the first one under the belt. Yeah, but for me, like. What I'm going in is I'm going to tell myself and what I've been telling myself is like as long as I leave that competition doing the best I possibly could. Yeah. Like that's what matters most. Okay. You know, and like if I go in there and like there's a certain amount of studying I do like each week and all of this stuff to like help. Mm -hmm. If I don't do that that week, you know, like I'm going to know that I, you know, even if I mess up, I think, you know, that mistakes happen. Right. But if if I leave and even if we don't podium, we don't do that. If all of us do our very best if I have done my very best that I possibly could mm-hmm. I gave it my all I was there mentally I was there physically I'll feel really good no matter where we place okay um if you know I'm not there and I do the opposite I'll probably not feel the same yeah. but that's at least what I'm telling myself I've never yeah. been so yeah. we'll see <laughs> you got it afterwards but, you got this but yeah that's that's my goal okay do the best I can okay so 
first year being on a on a team, I know that comes with certain expectations ahead of time, but are the struggles the same as what you expected them to be, you know, just like across the board? It's a good question. I feel like because it's all new, uh-huh. <laughs> I probably have different struggles than maybe my teammates do. Yeah. Um, I guess from a like team perspective, you know, there's five of us and we're all kind of interspersed around the Midwest. So mm-hmm. I think that's probably one of the biggest challenges we face as a team. Mm-hmm. So three are in Minnesota, one is in Wisconsin, and then I'm in Illinois. Mm-hmm. I'm in Chicago. So that's kind of challenging, just getting together, like, you know, talking about bonding a little bit and yep. having those relationships is a little bit more challenging to, like, foster them. Because mm-hmm. like, I would love to just invite them over for a barbecue on the weekend, <laughs> you know, like, hey, guys. Or, you know, let's do this fun outing, kind of like some of the folks and fun jumpers we do at the DZ regularly. Yeah. Um so that's a little bit more challenging, but I think we try and navigate it the best we can. So when we are at camps, we do make intentional time mm-hmm. to just go do something together that's not skydiving. Yeah. Um, we've been on hikes together. You know, Heather and I had a girls night with some other fun jumpers <laughs> when we were in Arizona at a camp, training camp. We had our team bonding moment in Chicago. So we we navigate it the best we can, but um, I think that's probably one of the biggest challenges as a team, which I don't know if I expected that necessarily but Mm -hmm. it's definitely something that I've noticed yeah (laughs) um and then I think from like a personal perspective like the biggest challenge that I have is just being the rookie on the team Mm -hmm. it's it's very different I guess for me um I don't know if others feel similarly but you know I'm I joined a team with four other people who all are well well more experienced skydivers than I am. They mm-hmm. all have significantly more jumps than I do. Mm-hmm. They all have way more competition experience. They've all been to nationals together and they all have meddled yeah. <laughs> at nationals. So yes. here's, you know, little old me joining this team. And so that comes that comes with a certain amount of pressure mm-hmm. that I feel. And I feel like there's two sides of that pressure coin. There's yeah. like one side of it is very motivating. It's like, okay, I'm the youngest. I'm the noob. Like, I have something to prove. I want to do everything that I can to help helpfully, like, up my skill set and get on their level. Mm-hmm. You know, so I do, you know, I've been doing one-on-one coaching after every training camp we have to work on the stuff that's coming my way in the tunnel one-on-one with a with an FS coach. Um, shout out to Lauren Bird. Thank you. <laughs> I've been doing that. Or, you know, when we do weekly visualizations of a competition draw every week, I take it a step further and I draw out the little diagrams, every single <laughs> formation and yeah. every dive flow, you know, those rhythm, mm-hmm. those rhythm dive pools that you see. I draw them out because it's like, as I was doing this in the beginning, I'm there, you know, in my kitchen, you know, practicing what I'm doing. And then when I drew it out, it's like, oh, your move is so significantly smaller (laughs) than what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And that translates to the sky. So I've been doing stuff like that. And um, that's awesome. You know, and then there's also a part of me that's really grateful. Like, wow, like you think I'm good enough. Like you have more confidence if you think potentially than (laughs) I do in myself to even be on your team. Like, wow, thank you. Um, So there's that, that positive side. But then the reality is there's also like this there's this little voice in my head, too, that kind of stems from a little bit of insecurity, right? And mm-hmm. it's, you know, ask, you know, I have this question sometimes, like, do I belong here? Am I good <laughs> enough? Do these people even like me? Imposter <laughs> syndrome. You have imposter you know, syndrome. You know, yeah, yes. totally. And it's it's part of the challenge of, like, making sure that I don't feed that voice. Yeah. You know, it's 
it's not only when I'm, I'm, you know, we hire, you know, they all have, they all, all four of my teammates actually not only have competed, but they've competed at nationals together in some mm-hmm. way, shape or form. So there's a lot of existing close relationships already on the yeah. team. Um, that I don't necessarily have. Yeah. So there's that aspect of it. And then there's also the aspect of having outside coaching, right? Yeah. And naturally, you're the youngest, yep. you're the newest. So you're going to make, you know, I make the most mistakes on the team, at uh-huh. least in the beginning of the season. Hopefully that's, that's dwindling yeah. down. <laughs> but naturally, I'm going to make the most mistakes. And yeah. so when we have coaches coming, you know, a lot of the feedback comes my way. Like, and it should, right? It should. Yeah. That's normal making sure that I'm receiving that feedback well and then also just not letting that feed the voice. Yeah. And I will say all of our coaches have been incredible and also my teammates have been really great too. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that's something that I've just been battling mm-hmm. kind of all season and as we're training. Yeah. And at the end of the day, really, it's 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 really mental. Yes. <laughs> like it really is very mental. Yep. Um, and just not letting that that go. But at the same time, it's it's been forcing me to grow mm-hmm. like be better be a better teammate you know it's been a while since I've been on any sort of group. competitive yeah. team or group like this so the, getting back into that groove has been fun and and that's pushing me to yeah. grow also just being a better student mm-hmm. you know getting f- being a better receiver of feedback and yeah. taking that well also like learning from my team even my teammates right we'll get down maybe they saw something they're going to give me some feedback also getting feedback from coaches but then it's also helping me the way the way they've done it has been really positive. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been helpful. It's been constructive. And so it's also, you know, I'm putting ingraining that so that one day when I'm in a position to coach others, mm-hmm. like, OK, this is the way these people treated me when I was struggling with certain things or I was screwing things up and they were yeah. getting frustrated with me. But instead of of being rude about it, people are, you know, approach it with kindness and education like okay noted that's what I want to give back to one day yeah um and I think that's rad and I just being really honest and hopefully that helps someone else you know it sounds it sounds to me like what you're saying is it's not just the flying that you're you've uh in terms of skills that you are curating and you are refining you know on on being on a team it's not just the flying skills itself it's all the other stuff that happens behind the scenes that nobody thinks about when they think about or when they have the idea of like I want to join a team I want to I want to be I want to go to compete I want to go do it I want to go fly I got to get I got to get really good at flying like communication is just as important you know like knowing when to criticize and when to encourage is important on a team you know Um, and like you said being a student like you're gonna have to take critique you're gonna have to you're gonna have to listen to the advice that maybe you don't necessarily want to hear or didn't even occur to you at at any given time so there's a lot it seems like there's a lot more to it than just flying well with someone yeah I think that's a really that's a good good way to to put it yeah that's a that's a great way to it's a great thing to think about though too um I know that this is such a like a, a a competition heavy drop zone you know like that's what they do here that's their intention is <laughs> we want to compete we want to make competition skydivers um but that is definitely like a, a solid bag and even while you were talking so um I actually have just committed to an indoor team <laughs> this winter that's awesome. with a friend of mine <laughs> from back home um uh and it's going to be in a really interesting dynamic and while you were I mean while you were talking about it and saying like you have to be a student and you have like I'm so used with this particular individual I'm so used to being more of a coach 
less of a student. <laughs> so I'm going to have to like, and I know how he flies. He knows how I fly. So like we're very familiar with each other's styles already, but like this is going to take it to a next level. And it's a good, it's a good reminder, you know, like what you just said about how like you have to still be a student. You have to know when to give critique. You have to know when to take critique. And it's, yeah, it's yeah. all fair. Like I was thinking about all those things. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, is. those are all things I'm going to have to keep in the back of my mind because uh, we're going to get coaching. We're going to get, you know, we're going to have um, someone watching out for us too as well. So like those are all things like <laughs> it's actually going to be really interesting because my lead, Mike Silva, is going to be our co- like our coach. I say that in quotation marks because like, you know, he's he's always a coach, but he's he's always been my coach, I guess. He's going to be our coach, but now he's going to be looking at things like with a razor tooth comb, like in this one specific area of 2A VFS. And uh, I'm going to have to put that student hat back on totally. <laughs> and, and learn, like be open, be more open to things. So it's a good reminder. What, Thank you. What a coach that you're going to have also. That's well, pretty rare. <laughs> I mean, I've known, how long have I known Mikey for? It's 2000, it's 2023, right? So probably almost 10 years now I've known Mikey he was one of my first coaches in the tunnel way back in the day he taught me how to fly head down like (laughs) you know so uh that was before I ever went through FITP and worked under him that was was before all that you know we knew each other long time so and he's local too so he's he's back home he's just like the perfect person to to ask for this but now I'm getting off topic sorry my bad point was is that while you were talking it was resonating with me because I'm also going to be in this situation now where I'm a competitor and not a coach and (laughs) it's going to be and this will be the first instance it'll ever happen so like we'll see we'll see how this goes well good luck good luck (laughs) get ready to hear a lot of the same things Again and again. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's also There's, part I mean, of it. It's like, damn it, I know. I know that. I've yeah. heard this five times now. Like, the, why am I still making this mistake? The nice like, thing about, yeah, yeah, the nice thing about this particular situation is that um, Mikey took great care to make sure his instructors at iFly Minneapolis knew the dive pool, like knew the VFS dive pool, knew all of those things. Great. Like, he made sure to make, like, to make sure that, like, we flew it like on VFS nights too as well. Like if you were working on a VFS night and there was someone without a partner, you were going to go fly with that person. <laughs> like you were going to go and fly and learn the cheats and learn how to fly these points and like learn how to teach it to somebody else. Uh, so we have done a fair amount of VFS like prior to this, like two way and four way. So we're at least a little bit prepared. Now what I think really it is for both of us is refining the movements yeah. and learning how to go through the whole thing faster. VFS, yep. from my understanding, <laughs> VFS is just a lot of cheats. How do I make the transition faster? Like, what do I do before I transition to make this grip quicker <laughs> instead <laughs> of, <laughs> yeah, anyway. So learning all that stuff and getting back in the rhythm of it. So. That's really cool. I'm excited for you, Sam. We shall see. I didn't mean to hijack your episode. I'm so sorry. Uh, <laughs> Not at all. Uh, Jeremy Williams, who was also on an episode way back when this this whole thing started, he's going to be my teammate this year. So pretty stoked. We got to come up with a team name. So if anyone's listening and you have a good idea, send me send me a message <laughs> about a team name. Um, we're trying to think about what to do. <laughs> There's some suggestions, but yeah, we're we're trying to think. We're trying to think yet. Anyway, all right. Anything to add to that? All good. Okay. Sweet. If you had any advice for yourself as a younger skydiver, what would it be? God, that's a good question. Yeah. I'm going to have to take a noodle on that one. <laughs> Let me think. 
myself. This yeah. might be very well. Maybe this might to myself or like is, a younger jumper. You could just say that. Like I feel like this might be more related for me, but surely there's other younger oh, jumpers yeah, out I'm there sure. that feel similarly. Um, I would give myself the advice to get out of my head yeah. and just fucking go for it. Mm-hmm. I am tend to lean on the side of being a little more cautious. Mm-hmm. And so even my coaches this year, I've heard this more than once from more than one coach, <laughs> is, you know, I don't usually tell people this, but just send it. <laughs> or I don't usually tell people this, yeah. but just fucking go for it. You yep. got this. Um, so I tend to to psych myself out on certain things. Mm-hmm. And I also think because I just have such a long history with the tunnel, I know what can happen Mm -hmm. uh and so i tend to just be more cautious with things i take things a lot slower god when i was learning how to i was trying to learn how to sit fly and do my transition same thing Mm tunnel instructor she was just like also one of my really good friends she was just like just do it i'll save your life is literally what she told me she was like i am there to spot you you're good yeah um which is also why it took me forever to get there because Mm -hmm. I just tend to take things a little bit slower. Mm-hmm. So I that's that's the advice I would give myself. Okay. And also probably the advice that I need to give myself now. Yeah, just <laughs> Still. send it. Full send. Just Full fucking go. Send. Uh, that's not advice for everyone at all. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, for me, that that's probably what I would say. I'd probably have progressed in certain areas faster yeah. if, if I wasn't uh, a little bit just more willing. Okay. Um, and I admire people who are like that sometimes. I'm mm-hmm. like, man, you're just like fearless. Like mm-hmm. you'll just go and huck it and try. And I'm yeah. just like, ah. yes, <laughs> I don't know. I feel you. I feel you. I think we're of the same, the same, uh, boat there. Um, yeah, I think mine, my cautiousness was always do more to self-esteem stuff. So like, I think I would, I would go back and tell myself something very similar, um, it would be do what you want to do because nobody cares anyway. Yep, like, just yeah, just fucking do it. Like nobody actually it's so cares. True. <laughs> like, so I hear you. Yeah, interesting. Okay. Um, do you want to play a short game, really quick? Yes. Okay. It's called Twenty Questions. You played it before? Yes. Okay. So normally the way this game is played is I pick like a historical figure or like a type of animal or something. And you have 20 questions to try and figure out what I am. Right. Now we're going to change this a little bit. We're going to do this with skydiving stuff. Okay. Skydiving objects, essentially. Um, This item is going to be something on the drop zone. It's going to be skydiving related. It's not going to be something trivial like a water bottle or an energy (laughs) drink or something. It's not going to be something like that. It's going to be very specific to to jumping. Okay. It's going to be skydiving related. Uh, If you are stumped at 10 questions, I will give you a clue, like a minor clue. And if you are really stumped at 15, I will give you a slightly better clue. Okay. And I will keep track of the, the questions. I will write them down in case you need to recap. Sounds good. Yeah, and whenever you're ready. All right. I will say broad spectrum questions have a tendency to eliminate things really fast. Okay. So. Is it a piece of gear? Yes. Is it something that all jumpers are required to have? Yes. Is it digital? No. 
I will edit out all these long pauses for you. Know? <laughs> <laughs> it's making that squeaking noise. Sorry. Uh, the question I want to ask doesn't make sense to ask it. I think all jumpers are. Oh yeah, it does. <laughs> Is it something you wear? She's trying to read me, and it's not going to work. <laughs> I'm horrible at reading people. We've talked about this. Dude, I feel you. I feel, I'm the worst. My little sister comes in and is like, oh, this person's a jerk. Oh, no, they're really nice. How do you do that, Shauna? <laughs> How? Um, it's not something you wear. It's a piece of gear. Piece all of jumpers, gear. All jumpers. All jumpers need it. Not digital. It's not digital. And it's not wearable. And it's not wearable. <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm trying to, like, I have questions, but I want to sure. ask the broader ones. I feel like this is, might be redundant, but I'm going to ask it anyways. Is it a piece of gear that is required for, like, you're going to jump with this, yes. right? Okay. Yes, it is. Is it on a canopy? Uh, No. Like, you will be in the sky with this? Mm-hmm. Is that also a question? I think that's also a question. Uh, you can, yeah, yeah, I think that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck was that? <laughs> Whatever, fish lips. Get out of here. <laughs> like, are we, are we, uh, when I think you wear it, like, my entire rig I'm wearing Right. Were we on the mm-hmm. same page when we say, do you wear it? Are you encompassing the entire rig as something that you would wear? Like every little piece of the rig as something I mean, you would it's wear? it's on me. When you take... Oh, okay. I'm going to give you your clue early. Okay. Because I got to... I gotta. Right. When this thing is by itself, it's not a wearable thing. You can't wear it. But it is a component of something you would wear. Is it an RSL? No. Do would you use this in an emergency? Like a, like a handle, right? Is that what you're? Is that what you're going with that? Um, yeah, handle, or I'm thinking like a three ring or a mart or like anything no. like that. Nope, not usable in an emergency. Not usable in an emergency, or not used, I guess, in an emergency. It's not digital, so it can't be an AAD. There's not that many things we take up there in the sky, so I'm like trying to go through them. <laughs> yeah, you're not getting anything from me. Sorry. Is is it required to close your container? Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> is it a closing loop? It is a closing. <laughs> Good job, Kwemi. Well done. Well done. Nicely done. That was great. Thanks. <laughs> good for you. You got it in 10. That's pretty cool. a good one. That's pretty cool. That was pretty quiz. Uh, yeah, but I mean, like, you were going off the deep end a little bit there with the wearable thing because I was like, it's not technically wearable by itself, but it, like. I was like, I covered all of it. I was like, I don't know what else you have in the air with you. <laughs> Nicely done. That was awesome. Um, Thanks. Well, that being said. 
that's kind of all I had for you today. I know you had a busy weekend. I know you're tired. So I don't want to drag this out too long for you. And like I said, there is a magic show about to happen in the hangar. Mr. Kyle uh, Brady is going to do a magic show for us. Like a legit magic show. I'm pretty stoked. Uh, and we got to go see that. We got to go watch that. Yeah, Let's do it. Head out. <laughs> right? Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. I appreciate you guys tuning in. Stay safe, blue skies. Have a good Labor Day weekend. Bye.